everyone. Welcome back to the Ladies' Choice. Ladies' Choice. How y'all doing today? We're your hosts. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Alexis. And today we are talking about something we pay every month. <laughs> rent. Rent. Rent, 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 rent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I know last week we touched on very happy musicals. And we thought, what better way to contrast that than talk about a very sad I mean, musical. I feel like there are some joyous moments. Of course, you can find joy in, in anything in life. Yep. But there's, mm-hmm. it's darker themes, yes. um, more serious topics and issues that take place, I feel like, um, in Rent. So, but before we get into the Rent of it all, shall we talk about some Broadway buzz? Let's do it. All right. What do you want to talk about first? So I saw this clip of Ben Platt <laughs> on Instagram in Parade, the mus- the new musical. He is apparently in character sitting down the entire intermission of Parade. Is that like um, allowed? I guess. Like uh, under like equity rules, Honestly, regulations. Like, I don't know if I could do it because like I would definitely need a bathroom break. I would yeah. definitely need a snack break. Maybe they put like I'm sure there's like a glass of water on the table or something. I haven't seen that yet. I, haven't I seen have seen him gone from the table to sitting at the table than to laying in bed. <laughs> yes. Which, you know, props to him because after the backlash he got from Dear Evan Hansen, I think he's trying yep. to do anything new, something fresh, and, something edgy. Um, uh, not his about to say Dear Evan Hansen. Ben Platt says that you know the backlash he got was disappointing. You know. That's profound. I, I mean, that would that, I would feel disappointed too. I feel disappointed every day about the smallest you things. Know, that would break me. But I did. I actually did see Dear Evan Hansen in the movie theaters. Oh, did you? And I fell asleep. I watched it at home. Oh, I listen. I honestly, I didn't hate it. Like I thought it was very not fun. I mean, it was fun. I love um, sincerely. Oh, that's I thought such that a number good was song. so good. Uh, the actor who played Connor. Um, Went on to play uh, Conrad in the show called, oh my God. Oh, the girl from Plainsville. I'm- oh, <laughs> yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. It, with both suicidal yeah. characters. So this poor guy is getting typecasted. and um, But he's so talented. And uh, anyways, I don't know. Dear Evan Hansen, apologist over here, I guess. I, I like Dear Evan Hansen. I like the music. However, the movie, I think I fell asleep because A, I watched it at home. And B, I already knew the story so well. Yeah. So like a lot of like the moments that are supposed to be shocking, yeah, they not. didn't get me. Because I knew exactly what was going to go, what was going to happen because I watched it on Broadway. I saw it with <clears> two <throat> people who hadn't, didn't know anything about it. Two. My friends from college. Um and they i was really excited to kind of just i don't know see their reactions to the whole plot because i feel oh. like the, the trailers like they don't make sense unless you know the storyline already yeah um but yeah i thought it was very funny and not funny it's, it's a very <laughs> sad story it's very sad but he's such like i mean i mean evan hansen is the ultimate gaslighter so yeah you know he just um it just became a snowball effect but we'll talk about Jeremy hansen another day yeah we'll, we'll have our own uh, episode but yeah i didn't hate it like i, I like the music i like the theatrical experience i remember I like the beat 
yeah, afterwards, I remember going to Applebee's to get those $5 margaritas. So I had a good experience. Okay. I mean, Ben Platt, I always, I've loved him since uh, Pitch Perfect. Perfect. Um, I've got the magic in me. Iconic. Yeah, it's so good. He was good in The Politician, too. Yeah. Yeah, he was. You know, I'm, I feel like they should have had him on Glee. That's what Ryan Murphy was saying. Mm. He's like, if uh, Ben Platt and what's-her-face Beanie Feldstein were around... And Glee was around. He would have definitely had them on. He could never warbler. Oh my god! Yeah, remember the uh, meme that said, "I just want to see them in a fight with like Ben Platt <laughs> and Beanie Feldstein yeah. versus Leah and John Groff." Oh my god! Iconic. <laughs> that would have been so. I want to see it. The internet's so funny. It's so funny. But yeah, pretty much, I want to go see Parade. We haven't had an opportunity really to see much. I just think that the holidays are approaching, and Busy that's girls. what's going on. Like we had Halloween, mm. then. Your friends are coming next weekend. And then I have um, – then we have Kennedy's birthday. We're going to D.C. next week. Very and then exciting. the same week is Thanksgiving. Yes. And so when do we have time to go see a show? We're working. I you know? know. And we only have, like, very limited days. Yeah, off. we don't even – we barely can find time to do this. We work, 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 work. Yeah. Um, you know, to pay that rent. Yeah. So. <laughs> Which is very relatable to this episode. episode of course. Um. Let's but also yeah. talk about yeah, um, so a little bit more Broadway buzz. Um, so it's just been announced that, announced that Broadway's remaining OG six queens will be relinquishing their thrones. Mm. That is the headline on Playbill.com today. Um, so we have Brittany Mack, uh, Andrea, I don't know how to say her last name, I'm so sorry, Macasayat, I'm so sorry, and Samantha Polly will, will all play their final performances on December 4th. Um this is shocking news to me because I have not seen any uh, audition announcements mm. for uh, for the show. I know. You'd be a perfect Katherine Howard. That's who I want to be. Mm. So I would love to be Kay Howard. I would love to be Anne Boleyn. I'll be any of the queens, to be honest. I will be a swing. I'll do what I need to do. How many times have you seen six? I've seen six twice on Broadway. Mm. I saw it once on Valentine's Day, and then I saw it both of my parents. Yeah, and your dad said it was his favorite. Yep, my dad said it was his favorite musical. And I think that's just because, A, my dad is a like, sucker for those kinds of things that are just like mm. poppy and fun and so anything thick. that he could see me play a role in. Sure. So he was like, I could see you in that show 100%. Yeah, he's already crying. Yeah. But like he's probably because like, like he's hallucinating you. Yeah, when he's yeah, watching yeah, it. yeah, he's yeah literally. Thinking it's you. Uh, um, and. Yeah, I've never seen Six. Uh, haven't had the opportunity yet. But I would. I feel like it'd be great. A quick 90-minute show. Very simple. Um, I think it's something probably for people that maybe are new to musical yeah. theater. It'd be a good Six thing Six is a great show if someone does not like theater. Yeah, because it's short. It's There's no intermission, so you kind of just get right through it. And it's, it's fun. It's a concert. It's literally a concert. Fast-paced. Very fast. So, <clears throat> Yeah. I guess I have to check it out of one of these. We gotta see one it. of these free weekends that I yes. don't have. I know it's like, do we go see something like that, or do we go see like? Because I really want to see Anne Juliet, and I also want to see seventeen seventy six. We want to see Parade. I would have loved to see Into the Woods before that closes. We just mm. don't have the time. You know, one of these days, like instead of going to, you know, out to drink, out to drink and get dinner. Well, I mean, we did get, we did do diff. I, I mean, I guess we did kind of still the same variation of what we do, but. We did go try a new restaurant this weekend. It was delish. American Bar. American Bar was really good. 10 out of 10. How, 9 out of 10. However, you know, it's really expensive. 
And I just feel like the restaurants in New York, when you go and they have like like that premium price tag, the menus are always the same. Mm-hmm. They don't have a big menu. No. They always have like fries and Brussels sprouts. Like it's always like the same thing. Yeah. But I really did like it. I liked American Bar. I spent $60 on Aperol Spritz. Yeah. We spent way too much money. Um, and, you know, it's okay. I, uh, you know, it's I got fine. Paid. It's fine. There's always something to celebrate. <clears throat> exactly. And we don't, I don't spend that kind of money all the time. No. But, and then just like it adds up with like, the food, the tipping, mm-hmm. the transportation. Yeah. Because but, I sometimes just can't. Just can't bear it. Um, well, honestly, the shoes. Oh, yeah, my shoes. My feet really did hurt. I forgot about that. Should we- <laughs> oh, my God. I almost beat up a grown man. Can we weekend. talk about it? Can we do- <laughs> okay, I really – okay, so just quick weekend recap while we're here. Um, so after we eat our great dinner at um, American, American Bar, Bar – we head over, just looking around, some nice little bars to try out, something new. and Right uh, across the street. Right across the street. So we walk in, and they're playing. Like I feel like I got transported back to my Midwest college because it was a very young vibe, which, is, mm-hmm. you know, it's not that, it wasn't like an annoying vibe. No, it, it was, was really so good. much fun. And there. the music was so good. Um, you know, they had, like, just songs that I can, you know, bailar yeah. and dance to. Um you know, a good dancing queen. They had a lot of... Uh, oh, like the whole Glee sound playlist was we there. We had American Boy, Forget You. Wake uh, Me Up wake me by BG. So fun. Not the acoustic version? Unfortunately, no. Um, <clears throat> and then, yeah, just great, 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 great songs. My, Mr. Brightside. Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, my God. They they finally played. I've been waiting to be out and, like, they play Empire State of Mind. Oh, yeah, that was fun. And they played Empire State of Mind for the first time since I've been here out. Like, I've gone out several times over the summer and while I've been living in New York and they've never played that song. And I was always like, oh, I can't wait till I'm in New York and I'm out and they play that song. And it finally it finally filled that dream. Yeah. Um, very corny of me, but I was happy to do that. And then everything's going great. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody starts leaving. And it's like the, the place is closing. The place is, feels like it's closing. And I'm like, okay, fine. You know, more room for me to dance. <clears throat> yep. And then we're sitting down, just chatting. And then we get approached. <laughs> As one does. As, As two do. You know, being a woman. Yeah. Um, we're just chitting and chatting. And this guy, should we name him? Why don't we like, well, why can't we name him? Yeah, I guess he, okay, this guy named Larry. Which is so unfortunate because that's my uncle's name. <laughs> so Larry comes up and... You know, he's got to be in his 40s. Easily. Easily in his 40s. And he's talking to us, um, you know, friendly at first. No, he was like, once he sat down, he was like straight to the chase about like love making and (laughs) and like saying that he doesn't know if we would be good lovers. It was very weird. So weird. And, you know, me... I'm just like laughing it off. I was initially you too. were too. You, you knew were too. I was. You were. We were both <clears throat> kind of laughing it off, like you know, not it, taking it seriously. It was because I was like, oh, you know, because things are funny until it's not. Sure. And so we're just kind of like chatting it up, and and this guy's so drunk, mind you. He he's is very so drunk. His words. And what's annoying too is that like he was with other men and other friends, and not one of them said get away from these Mm-mm. girls. And that was what was so annoying. Like, not one of them had a brain in their head. Yeah. And said, get away from these young girls. And we were... <laughs> so, 
we were just like talking I don't even know we were he was like asking our ethnicities yes and I and Vanessa she gave her actual name which is fine there's <laughs> nothing wrong with that because what is he gonna do with the name this, Vanessa yeah nothing and I I don't know why me being drunk she I says, came I'm up Rebecca with, I said I'm Rebecca and I was like, like she's acting you know? <laughs> and he's like Re- Rebecca what and I said Rebecca Watson <laughs> and so you can understand his confusion because she's saying she's half Mexican half Jewish and because like, I really am I didn't like, lie about that and then he's like Rebecca Watson that's not that doesn't he was that threw him off that <laughs> threw him for a loop you know he's, he's already drunk like it, it looked like he was trying to solve hieroglyphics and he's like yeah he's like you look a little latin but with that name watson what are you throwing him off he was so confused so then he started dancing with you and there was that one point where i was like do i grab him grab you away? so listen like, it, was, it wasn't like he was like provocatively dancing no with you. nobody's obligated like like alexis says like she said at, the, at that night, she's like, you're not obligated to a dance with me. Yeah. Um, you're not entitled. And entitled. Said, you're not entitled, entitled to a dance, dance which is very true. Like, mm-hmm. at that point, I was just like, okay, you know, what's a little bailar going to do? Yeah. And I nothing, it, it was just like a little, I, I dance a lot. Like, I don't. Well, that's why, like, I didn't, like, pull him off of you at that point. Yeah. Because I was like, okay, she, if she, she, at this point, it's not like he's being, like, he wasn't being like, he wasn't being provocative. He wasn't no. it was just like a slow dance kind of moment. Yeah, so I was yeah. like, okay, I'll let her, but if, if a hand goes wrong, I <sighs> will step in. Yeah. So then you end up going to the bathroom. I had to pee so bad. Yeah. And the line like, was like out the door the, the entire time. The bathroom was very close to us. Yes. So she went to the bathroom and he tries dancing with me. And I'm like, uh-uh. I can hear this whole conversation from and the bathroom. And I was like, no. And I was like, I was firstly, I did was like, I did say like no I, I don't oh yeah I okay to leave? you were like, like I don't I don't want to leave I didn't want to leave you alone with yeah. him if you were uncomfortable I mean I was fine and so you she was like no no you can go I was like sit I'll pee go really quick I'll pee and I you know it's I'm I'm hearing the argument escalating <laughs> in the bathroom like uh-uh because <laughs> you know me like I'm bad especially just- when I have a few drinks in me uh-uh so he was trying to dance with me and I was like no thank you and he was like grabbing my arm and it's like was he wrong to ask me to dance? No. But after I said no, don't touch me. Mm-hmm. I just don't like when people are like that. Mm-hmm. And so then he was like, why can't I touch you? Why can't I, why can't I'm, I not dance I'm not disrespecting you. I'm not disrespecting you. I just don't want to dance. Like, I don't want to dance. It's as simple as that. It's, yeah, I just don't want to. A simple no. Yeah. And then and then I said, you're not entitled to my dance. Exactly. And that set him off. That was that was. You that's what thought, I wanted. You would have thought I said something so bad. Yeah. I just thought it was funny. He was like, he's like, you can't do that American. He's like, don't do that American thing. That's white people shit. Like, you and I both know we're not white. And I'm like, <laughs> what? I'm like, do you see the color of my skin, sir? Like, like what are you talking about? It was so, so yeah. As I'm exiting the bathroom, I'm seeing, <clears throat> I'm seeing, you know, the fight. I mean, I, I thought that was the end of it, but it's really not. <laughs> no. And so I, I go sit down and I'm like, you know, What's going on? Yeah. Like, I, what if I want? And at this point, I try to go to the bathroom. Yeah, I'm like, okay, Alexis, like, so go to the bathroom. Like, I'll sit here. I'll, I'll, you know, keep Larry busy, just yeah. chit and chat and like whatever. Um, because at this point, I was not upset. Like, I, I was not upset in any way. I was like a little like, okay, like he's still talking to us. Yeah, I wasn't like upset. I was just annoyed. Annoyed. Sure. And, but what started getting me upset was when he started saying that whole American so white bizarre. people. That pissed me off. I'm like, dude, what yeah. are you talking about? I think. When people are saying things like so irrational, I don't bother rationalizing it. So I'm just like kind of laughing it off because it's just yeah. so stupid. But anyway, so I'm like, okay, go to the bathroom, go wait in line. And so he's talking to me now at this point. We're both sitting down. Alexis is in line a, like a foot away from yeah, us. Yeah, like so close. And <laughs> so he's like, 
do you feel that I disrespected you? And I was like, I'm just here with my friend. I don't know what you're talking about. And then he goes, maybe it's because she's insecure. And that set me <laughs> off. That, I was like, and at this point, he's sitting down. And I get up all and in I, his and, face. And she goes, what did you just say? And I turn, I'm like, uh, oh. <laughs> and she gets up and like finger in I, his face. I, I, was, I was so heated. Like my finger was in this man's face. I don't even exactly remember exactly what Full I said. Kelly Highland. Yes. Or no, Abby Lee. She had the finger. Yes. Anyways, um, and she's she was like, say it again, say it to my face. And he like says something else. Like, I didn't mean to and she's it. like, and she's like, no, you didn't say that. Tell me what you said. And then the serve and then the server comes around and she's like, Oh, is there any problem here? And I'm like, Oh, you know what I did say to him? We yeah, forgot. I was in his face and I was like, I'm insecure. You're you're insecure because you're talking to girls half your fucking age, you piece of shit. Like I was just like saying shit like that to him. And he looked so like he was mm. distraught. He was so distraught. Also, oh, before then. Uh-oh. Before then the guy comes, his friend, and um gives us he's like, Okay, what do we have for to drink? Yeah. And I'm like, we're just drinking water at this point. Yeah. And he brings us all water and Alexis whispers over to me. At this point, like I didn't think anything was wrong. And then she whispers to me, Don't drink that. And I was like, Oh I just don't trust people. Yeah, I like. I'm it, not it saying was that tap water, but I'm sure it was. But I just, I don't trust people. She's high on. I see. <laughs> I always think like you know she's a very, you know, I've heard this saying before. Mm-hmm. I think it kind of explains. It's like I like to see the best in people. She likes to see the truth. Yeah, to the most part. But again, yeah. again, like this situation with men, you can never. That's what I mean. It's like especially when we're out alone drinking and there's other people drinking you can yeah. never be too safe i feel like. i i agree and i feel like we both like none of us neither of us were like drunk no no i mean i was like almost drunk i was like tipsy. yeah i was tipsy but like i was i was <clears throat> fine like i could i knew what i was doing we yeah. both were very cognizant of what was happening mm-hmm. but anyways back to the the fight so the server comes over. She's like, "What is there a problem? Like, what's going on?" I was like, "Oh, I'm I'm just with my friend. Like, I don't know." And then like, okay, and they're like, "We're closing." I'm like, "Let's leave." Like, All right, we're out of here. And so we walked out and lived another day. That was it. And but uh, it was a tale to tell. I know it was very funny because it was just like, and then I felt bad. So I felt like I overreacted. I mean, I don't know. I think it just kind of depends, like what gets under your skin, what doesn't. I just don't. He was pushy for sure. He was very, very pushy because he was like. He was very overly sexual. And, like, to me... It's very obnoxious. I, yes. I don't think, like, guys like that have any business talking to girls that are, like, a lot younger than them. Yeah. And I think there's, like... I feel like... I don't have a problem if someone approaches me and we could just, like, have a normal yeah, conversation yeah. and have friendly. But, like, I just don't... Like, I don't understand why some men think it's appropriate to just start talking about sex and... See, know. and that's why I act the way that I do. Because then... Like, no offense, but, like, because you're so chill about it, then they mm-hmm. think it's okay. Sure, yeah. But, like, it, it's funny because at first we were we were entertaining it. We were laughing at yeah. it. But then it was, like I said, it was funny until it wasn't. Yeah. Because I just – I didn't want the guy touching me. Yeah. Because in the back of my mind, I always know some – like, I'm not doing anything with that person. Yeah. So – but, again, I totally understand what you're saying. But, it's, like, you don't know if they're going to slip something in your drink. Like, you just yeah. don't know. You got to be on guard. Yeah. Can we say? What can we say? We, you know, I'm a little naive these days. Hey, it's okay. But what can you do? But so, you know what? It's good that you have that mentality because guess what? There's no day but today. So true. Which brings <laughs> us to the 
the main course of the 20 episode. 20 minutes in. <laughs> I, I, you know, how, maybe how that conversation all related to rent in a way of, you know, drugs, possibly. <laughs> uh, alcohol. Partying, lovey bohem. Spending too much money. Financial yes. stress. Spending money on, like, alcohol. Entertainment. Entertainment. Fun. A quick relief. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, you know, drama. Drama. There was some drama. But, yeah. So, let's talk about Rent. Rent, Rent. We honestly, Rent, were, we didn't Rent, know Rent. What, what episode, what musical to talk about. But I feel like Rent kind of does give the vibe of, like, a, a November. Yeah, I mean, this is on Halloween. It's a fall musical. Yep. I find. And if you're unfamiliar with Rent, I think, you know, let's do a little brief, brief summary, Alexis. Okay, so Rent is a rock musical with music, lyrics, and a book by Jonathan Larson, loosely based on Giacomo Puccini's 1896 opera La Boheme. It tells the story of a group of impoverished, impoverished, is that how you said that Impoverished. Impoverished young artists struggling to survive and create a life in Lower Manhattan's East Village in the thriving days of Bohemian Alphabet City under the shadow of HIV and AIDS. Whew. What do you know about East Village? Not much. I've been there once. No, I've been there more than once. I've been there a couple times. I went to a little club, bar. It's, it's very the NYU scene. Mm. Like if you're an NYU student, like you're usually going to bars and I, I'm acting as if I know if I've <laughs> gone to college in the city. As if you went to NYU. Yeah, no, but this is what I've heard around the town. Um, but yeah, so dark themes Rent has. I mean, but such a hopeful message. It is because, you know, even, you know, despite all the things the characters go through, they're still light at the end of the tunnel yeah and it's also the theme of like family not family friendships Mm -hmm. but like like your friendships are the family you choose yes this is a very um friendship oriented musical because all the and it's a rock opera so there's truly no dialogue really yeah it's all told through song in the entire production it's all songs so that doesn't seem like your vibe yeah. Uh, just to note that. But I also feel like we have to talk about Jonathan Larson, um, yeah. who created the show. He died suddenly of an aortic dissection, which was believed to have been caused by an undiagnosed Marfan syndrome. Not sure what that is. The night before the off-Broadway premiere. So he didn't even get to see the, the hit success that Rent was. Um he also wrote Tick, Tick, Boom, if anybody's seen that. Um, it's big popular. Yep. It's also based on his life. Obviously, it's his story. But he was one of those starving, struggling artists that was just trying to get his big break, trying to prove to everybody that he was going to be the next big thing. And he did it, and he didn't even get to see it. And it's That's so sad. sad. Like, um, Lin-Manuel Miranda was heavily influenced by – Jonathan Larson, and you can literally hear it in mm-hmm. all of his work. Like, mm-hmm. the way that uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda writes yeah. is very, very, like, Jonathan Larson style. I can definitely see that. Yeah. In the heights. But, yeah, so sad. I remember I did Rent when I was in middle school. <laughs> it wasn't at my middle school. It was a community theater That's thing. so funny. And I don't know why they let me in that show. I was the youngest one in the show. Everybody was, like, high school and college. Mm-hmm. For some reason, they let an eighth grader in. Who did you play? Uh, 
I was just a part of the ensemble. Uh, I remember I went in to um, audition for Mimi and they let me audition. They were like, it's really, you're so talented. You're so cute, but I, they can't have a 14 they, year they, old. They, they just said, Mimi. I was 13. And yeah, they were like, I, they were like, we really appreciate your, um, what's the word? Passion? I forget what it is that they said to me, but they were just basically saying how like courageous it was and how cool it was. Bravery? Yeah, something like that. We're auditioning for that. Yeah. Because I knew I wasn't going to get the part, but I was just like, I'm going to do it anyway, so I want to sing the song. Yeah. What'd you sing? Probably out tonight. <laughs> I sang that the other day at work. It was so fun. It's so fun. Yeah, I love out tonight. Um... But I remember when I told my parents I was going to be in it, my mom was like, what is this that you're doing? Because I was only 13. Yeah. So she's like, what is this show about? And you're doing what? I didn't even know how to explain it. Like, because my high school did it too. And I really was like, it's a lot. I feel like to kind of the main plot of it. Yeah. But I feel like it's just pretty much like friends. Yes, struggling to pay rent. Yeah. But there's also a lot of other battles they go through. Yeah. And... I don't know. I definitely think it's relatable to a lot of people. Yeah. Because many people can't pay rent. Mm-hmm. Um, especially I, in New York. Yes. And I remember the first time I watched it because I knew it was going to be in the show. I watched the movie. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing the opening number where it's like rent, rent, rent. And I thought it was so dumb. Yeah. When I was movie. 13. Because I was like, what is this? You're just singing about rent because I didn't like understand. And then I watched yeah, it again. Yeah, because when you're young, like you, I did not understand the concept of rent. Yeah. And then I watched it again and getting to know the musical, I understood it and I appreciated it. So, yeah. yeah. I remember I like when my high school was doing it, um, I put on the movie on Netflix at Dina Menzel and Please. it was – I was like, huh? Like there's no talking? What do you and, mean? Yeah. And what I love about the show is that they pretty much cast the entire original Broadway cast, mm-hmm. except for Joanne and Mimi. Yeah. Which is like, that does not happen. Typically, they want to go with like big name stars and stuff like that. And, you know, Ty Diggs and Dina Menzel, they were married. They got married. Yep. I hope. And know what's crazy? Mm. Now they're divorced. Mm. But do you know who Dina, Dina Menzel is married to now? No, I don't. He's one of like the ensemble members from the movie. Life's crazy. I know. It's a small theatrical world. I know. So, okay. I think they're still together. I I can't keep up. (laughs) I know. But, okay, what should we talk about first with Rent? I don't know where to start. Let's think. Hmm. When I think about Rent, there's a few numbers that come to my mind that just really kind of encompass the entire theme message. Mm, I really love La Vie Bohème. That's... Uh, it's just so funny, and I think the lyrics are just fun. It's just a fun, big theatrical number that I think like any actor would have fun. Performing. Oh my god, yes! I remember when I was in it because I didn't, I wasn't like because I wasn't a, a lead, and I was one of the younger ones. I didn't get to sit at the table, oh. so I was really upset about that. But actually, I was just also happy to be there, so yeah. I understood. But I don't know. I would love one of my dream roles is to play Maureen. Yeah. I wanna, and everyone always would tell me, like, you'd make the perfect Maureen. I think Take Me or Leave Me is one of the best songs. Best, like, female duet. Yeah, best female duet in, like, theater history. Mm-hmm. It's such a fun number, obviously. You know, like, Adina Menzel, like, when you think about it, she really did that shit. She did. Like, when you think about theater, she has done, like, some of the most iconic, iconic songs. Iconic like, songs. Rent, Take Me or Leave Me, you got Wicked. You have 
the wild party life of the yeah. party is a really popular song then you have like frozen that she she's she's just continuing she's just continu- enchanted enchanted like she just kills it her resume is endless yep you know she she's so talented so talented uh, and obviously like yeah she's an icon um adele dazim adele Dezeem. so uh, yeah, Take Me or Leave Me, Sorry, yeah. love it so much. Such a good number. Out Tonight. Oh, my God, so uh, fun. Tonight. I also really love, like, No Day But Today. That's that's the one I was going to about. Song, no Day But Today. That song, I feel like, is the mm. hopeful message and, like, the hopeful release that we needed, like, during all of this, like, chaos. Yeah, like, I don't know. I feel like that message, a lot of people kind of, you know, living life to the fullest and – Everybody can resonate with that course and i think there really is no day but today mm-hmm. and you know the whole kind of the whole sentiment of like why wait just you know do what you want to do now and like we were trying to talk about like how friend how friends or the family you choose because mm-hmm. we see these people go through you know such terrible terrible life obstacles yeah. like addiction and um and where is their family nowhere, nowhere to be seen they're all, you know, using, they're all finding comfort in their friends. Mm-hmm. And I don't following know. Following their dreams, following their passions. Yeah. I feel like we can both relate to that. I've definitely. We can relate to that for sure. I've definitely found like um, comfort in my friends at enduring hard times in my life. I think a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. Um, and like truly viewing friends, you know, as an extension of your family. Yep. I guess, like, I at least that's how I am as a friend. Like, yeah. I think there's just – I do think there's some people in my life that are just so close to me, and I view them as, like, sisters. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just so important to, you know, if you have relationships like that, to really, to really cherish it. Yes. So another major theme in the episode is drug addiction. A very, very important topic, and I think a lot of people underestimate the severity of it. You know, we see Mimi struggle with Mm -hmm. uh, drug addiction, and we see her go through withdrawals, Mm -hmm. and she's approaching, you know, almost death. She has a near-death experience. She does do that. And I think, I don't know, like, I feel like nowadays a lot of hardcore drugs are normalized yeah it's it's very much like um not romanticized but what's the word glamorized glamorized there we go like in media euphoria euphoria i can't with that show i i, I couldn't watch it i got so triggered so you i watched it but it's like i think euphoria does a good i think they did a great portrayal of withdrawals and how you know, one person having a drug addiction doesn't just affect them. It can affect so many people. It affects everybody around them. You know, we see her struggle with her sister, her mother. So I'm like talking about euphoria. euphoria. Let me, sorry. Right. So let me get back to rent. You, we see Mimi um, really struggle and her, all of her friends. And this is after the death of Angel already. Yeah. And, you know, her and Roger are a thing. And Roger was very hesitant to get into this relationship with her because he already lost someone he loved to yeah. HIV and AIDS. This is during the 90s yep. when it's a very big um, – it was a very big issue. Or I guess not – It's I mean, it's still an issue, but it, it was just starting out. Not just starting out, but people becoming familiar with it. I yeah, like. and it was still so new, and they didn't know how to, like, stop or treat it really. Yeah, how there's to treat a lot it. of – there's a lot of question marks and a lot of, like, negative stereotypes that – 
were derived yeah. from it. Um, but yeah, I think it's a, it's it's kind of terrible to see how just people in this generation, and I feel like it's going to be a never ending issue because I don't, I don't know, because some people really think they have it under control and then they yeah. don't. And there's always that argument that people say that like if they just legalized it and they had it in like facilities where you could go get it, it would stop the problem. But I also don't think that's the solution to it either. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think there's a line that needs to be drawn between look at certain drugs. Yeah, and I think the, the thing is with, like, these hard drugs like cocaine, heroin, they kind of, you know, like, what, you just never know what what time it's going to, like, really kill you. Yeah, it's like a like, it's too a, much is too a much. a big guessing game because a lot of these drugs, like, when you mix them with alcohol mm. or – you just never know how your body's going to react to it. And just because you did it a couple times and you were fine, yeah, it's just such a guessing game and you really never know. And I don't know. I definitely think, you know, seeing how it can affect someone and it's just really sad because I feel like drugs and, you know, alcohol too, just any addiction can really turn someone into like a former shell of who they once were. Yeah, And, you know, learning to kind of deal with that and – be empathetic but also people you know also making people take accountability because I do think there's a lot of there's not much sympathy when it comes to people and drug addictions I find that a lot of people like oh just quit like I think if it was that easy people I think if it was that easy people would just do it but it's yeah it comes with a mixture I also think that like it also goes hand in hand with mental health yeah and there has to be some kind of trauma or something that went on in order for that person to pick up that drug. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like nobody's just like getting addicted to heroin just because they're getting addicted to heroin. You know what I mean? There's something that was going on before that that made them think I'm going to put this needle in my arm. Yeah. And I think a lot of people like we see in rent, they kind of turn to this as they're so, you know, depressed with their life. Mm-hmm. And so just devastated with how their current situation is that they'll do anything to just not feel it. Yeah. And – Or they think it helps them out creatively. Because mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of people that – even with alcohol, they're like – or weed. They're like, I'm just more creative yeah. when I'm under the influence. And – exactly. So I do think there's just some things that with, you know, with drug addiction, it's it's a very – it's very scary because it's truly – you don't – people don't realize how it can – affect your life for the rest of your life Mm -hmm. and I don't know I guess people just need we need as a society to be more aware of it need to be kind of less desensitized to it yeah and I do think with shows like Euphoria I don't think it I don't know if it glamorizes it more so than like the fan base glamorizes it yeah because I do think the fan like not just to use Euphoria but like many shows like that like um it's just kind of like people think it's cool and fun yeah. because of the, the media they consume. Yeah, and then it's, like, partnered with their favorite artists yeah. and stuff like that in the show. And like, so I couldn't watch Euphoria because it was so far from anything I ever saw in high school. Mm. Like, of course, there was drugs and alcohol and stuff like yeah. that, but it wasn't to, like, the level that I feel like a lot of TV shows and media will take it to. And I'm like, this is not it. You're just using children to kind of, like – be provocative and i don't like that about some tv shows sometimes i don't know i back to rent back to rent (laughs) so 
speaking of rent and just like, I think to close up the, the, the drug addiction, I guess, sentiment, I do think as long as you are being safe and, you know, just kind of being conscious and just thinking like, just ask, like, do you think it's worth it? Like, do you yeah. think it's worth it? That's all I, that's, I'll leave you with that. Yep. Um, but yeah. So something else I really like about Rent is kind of how it takes place in New York City, oh, yeah. which a lot of shows do. That's something unique to Rent. But typically, most of the shows and movies, they show the glamorous side of mm-hmm. New York City. This show Yep. NYC. <laughs> um, I guess Annie would be another one that doesn't glamorize. They show both. They do show. Annie they show a- those rags to riches. <laughs> yes, they do. Um, but a lot of it's like, you know, New York, New York. Uh, it's a town. And then, you know, we see we see the bit of the reality. Yep. And it's like the comments I would get on my TikToks with, <laughs> wait till she gets there. <laughs> yeah. No, a lot of people, when I told them I was moving to New York, were, well, I mean, m- mainly everybody was supportive. But a lot of people are like, it's just the dirtier version of Chicago. It's like, you know, good luck. And I, you know, the rats on the street, I'll dance around my feet. That's fine. Yeah. But that. I saw a mouse the other day. It was so tiny. Oh, okay. Yeah, I saw a little roach walking here. Um, the cockroach. Can't do it. And yeah, but again, we both come from very, 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 very privileged places in life. We're, yeah. we're not homeless. We're very grateful. Can't say I am. Very grateful for the roofs over our heads. And I'm very grateful that I can afford to be here because I know a lot of people can't. Yes. Um, and it just kind of, I think like maybe I feel like why places like New York and just the cities in general, you see more homelessness. Like you see a lot in like San Francisco. Yeah. It's just because like these are walkable cities. Yeah. And a lot of homeless people obviously can't afford homes, let alone cars. So they're, I feel like they gravitate towards areas that are where everything's like easily they accessible. can walk, and it's just, it's just devastating because, you know, obviously the homes. Oh, Angel was homeless. Yeah, Angel. Was Angel homeless. was homeless. Um, beaten on that, and yeah. it's just obviously we know uh, homelessness is, is devastating, and it just kind of you know I feel like when you're living in somewhere in New York, you can also become very desensitized to it. It's so true because you see it everywhere. But speaking of becoming desensitized, yeah. desensitized, some girl at my work walking to work, a homeless person just grabbed her and threw her to the ground. What? Yes, and nobody helped her. That's and that's the thing is that you think you're more safe because you're around a bunch of people. They and don't not care. One person stopped to help her. See, yeah, it, it, it is. A, it's a lot because I feel like I understand becoming desensitized to things. But like if someone's getting assaulted, like someone needs to step in. Yeah. And I mean, I guess I become desensitized too. I saw somebody pull down their pants the other mm. day in the middle of the subway and just popped a yeah. and started peeing. I, I they saw weren't homeless. <laughs> I saw a lot of things growing up. So, I mean, I feel like it takes a lot to kind of shock me. But it's still sad because, you know, when I first got here, I was kind of like giving all of my money away to every oh, yeah. homeless person that crossed my path. And then people started to like, no, you can't give it to every single person. You're going to be broke. Yeah. And I just, I feel so bad. And like a lot of times I don't have cash on me. Should we tell the story of when we... Oh, broke <laughs> That's all you, girl. Okay. So um, we had this experience. We were just shopping and... We almost got ran over. This girl, this woman was on a bike and this poor thing clearly looked, you know, emaciated, very hungry. And she 
I could just tell she was on something. I have seen what that behavior looks like before. And she was just not with it. But she kept kind of going back and forth like, I'm clean. I'm not clean. Like, we couldn't figure her out. So anyway, she's like, of course, do you have any, like, you're the, she's like, you're the first people that stopped. And I, um, you know, I, I did, of course, I felt bad for her because anybody in that position, like, I have empathy towards. Um, nobody chooses to be in that situation. It's just kind of like how their life takes them. And anyway, so she's asking if me and her, if me and Alexis have any money and Alexis already has her lie ready, ready to go. Being yeah. Like, <laughs> I said, I have no cash. Yeah, that was the truth. But then she said, I had, we both, if I had cash on me, I would have given it to her. Yeah, me too. If I had a couple of dollars, like three bucks, sure. But I had no. But the problem I had was, already given my cash up. The problem to another was she knew every ATM on that block. That's a lot of people, though. They she, say that. She's like, there's one there, there's one here, there's one to there. To get cash back. So she's like, oh, can we go to the ATM? Vanessa says, <laughs> yeah, let's go to the ATM. Like, Vanessa. Because you got to understand. So she's staring at Alexis. Alexis is already, like, firm in her answer. And so she looks back at me, and she's like, please don't change your mind. What am I supposed to say to that? Like, I'm sorry. No, you'll never see her again. And she was also on a bike. So <laughs> she didn't change And she that. followed me on it. The problem is, is that when you, they, you take them to the ATM, they could read all of your information. And they have she somebody. She was far away from me. Okay, but like on they her... could be in cahoots with the cat with the people that work there. Okay, so sure. The Jessica's that, coming out in me right now. That could her mother. That could be a possibility. But she could also just be a woman who is starving and just needs a little bit of hope to get her through the day. And I was like, you know what? If I have the opportunity to give and help someone, I want to do it. So at this point, I my lie was I was like. Oh no, my parents monitor my bank account, so they'll see the money come out, and they're gonna ask what it is. And it wasn't ent- entirely a lie because my bank account is attached to my parents Can't because relate. I haven't gotten that fixed since high school. Yeah. Um. So, I guess I'm. Yeah. Anyways, so we follow her to the right aid, or she fought. We. I'm like, okay, okay. Yep. And then she did it, so I had to do it because then I felt bad. So how how much you give her? <laughs> So I originally was just going to take out $20. And of course, we couldn't take out... Tens. We couldn't take out anything less than a 20. And then something... I don't know. Something came over me. Maybe it was the ghost of my also drug-addicted mother coming to me like, help this woman, Vanessa. So I was like, okay. So I... You know, take out $40 and I give it to this woman. And I'm not sitting here to be like, I'm such a saint. Oh my God, I, I gave- I'm Mother Teresa. No, it's just to, to show like, I I just, I have a terrible problem of saying no. Yeah. And then I ended up giving her $20 as well. So that so lady she, walked away with $60. And that you day. know, that's great because I hope that was able to make her, I hope she was able to kind of, um, you know, I hope that helped her in any way. I saw her get a... Dr. Pepper and a Reese's. Oh, I thought she got like an ice cream bar. A oh, Klondike a Klondike bar. bar. Yeah, Klondike bar. And then no. Oh, yes. She got a Klondike bar, a Dr. Pepper. And then when she approached the cashier, she um, asked for a Reese's. So those are great snacks. I can't fault her I mean, uh, if, have, if honestly, if she wanted to fill her stomach up because she needed the food, she needed nutrients. She, she should have gotten some like nuts, some of the fiber, some of the protein, some of a little bit of fat and carbohydrates. Not these simple sugars. The Klondike what? bar wasn't going to do anything for what her. And the Dr. Do? Pepper. And she should have gotten no water. I mean, at that point, I don't think she's thinking about being healthy. No, but like, if I'm homeless, I want to... <laughs> <Girl, laughs> please. 
if I'm homeless, I want something that's going to keep me full the longest. No, I understand you know? that, but I also, I feel like, you know, I'm not going to judge her, no. her food choices. <laughs> that's the least of our worries. Um, worries. I'm just happy that she was able to get a few snacks yeah. for the day because, oh, so anyways, after this transaction, she's coming up to me and she's just like, um, she's just like, oh, please, like, uh, follow me on Instagram, follow me on Facebook. And I use some random burner account to follow her on Instagram because I don't want to know my actual Instagram because you just never know. You never know. I have some sense of sense of uh you know sense of sense of smarts i don't know i don't know uh hardly it seems like but i asked i'm then she started to have me follow her on facebook we never find her account there's a billion of those names out <laughs> there and long story short we leave and then we were initially going to uber home and we just took the train home since we already gave um you know her money yeah i don't regret that decision i you know no some money people, comes and goes she needed it more than we did we she did and people you know make fun of me for that uh, just be like, oh, Vanessa's so naive. But no. I honestly think, I honestly think, like, if I was in that position, I, I would do anything for one person to just help me out, talk to me like a real person, and not just ignore me. And again, I'm not saying this to build myself up as some Mother Teresa, but I do think it's important, like, if you do have the opportunity and a little bit to share and and spare, you see. Share. I personally, I would just rather give them food and water. Just because, like, I don't know what they're going to do with that money. And I'd rather, like, keep them alive than yeah. give them more poison. That's just me. Yeah. Like, I, I wouldn't – I would have much preferred if we took her to, like, get groceries. Yeah. But she didn't have – I mean, we saw her got food. We saw her get food, so – and some snacks. And, um, I mean, I think yeah. I saw her still posting. So, I think she's oh. she's still up and running. She's, she's doing good. Living her best life, I hope. Um. Yeah, like, I, I, I've, I've never been homeless, obviously, but I've definitely known what it's like to, you know, live paycheck to paycheck, not really know if, you know, just needing help and needing mm-hmm. and just, like, needing someone to kind of reach out a hand. And I don't know, I guess, you know, just trying to be able to do it if you can and give back if you can. But yeah. I, I did make a vow after that to, like, because, I, I, again, I don't have a lot of money to do that all the time yeah but once in a while if i can i try to try to be a good samaritan yeah pay it forward pay it forward good karma yeah karma never hurts we did good that day um i i said no at first but then when it when when i was just like yeah when it boiled down to it like how do i walk up to the atm with you and not give her any money as well yeah you know what can you do but anyways rent just try to be a good person i don't know um just kind of try to see i think sometimes you got to try to step in other people's shoes and yeah and just you know you always wish that like people will help you if if they could so yeah anyways it's just it's such a dark show like there's just so much i feel like that there's just so much i feel like an audience member experiences through the whole production yeah that like it's a lot to take in it is i don't know what do you what like what are some of your favorite so you did the production in middle school. I did when I was 13. What did you take away from that experience? Um, I just remember, like, one of my favorite moments in the show is, like, literally the end mm-hmm. where, like, the whole ensemble is together. I die oh without you. Oh, it's so good. It's so beautiful. That's... And I remember I was, like, crying. Like it's... I cried so many times in that it's... show. It was just so beautiful because it's, like, 
it's truly the people that you surround yourself with that can make an entire difference in your world. Oh, yeah, big time. You may not have money. You may be starving. You may be addicted to drugs. You may literally be dying with a disease. Mm. But it's those people around you that give you hope and, like, yeah, keep you going, you know? I'm constantly inspired by the people in my life. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, and I feel like I'm so full of gratitude for every every person in my life that chooses to – This is such a good Thanksgiving show. Love and support me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and with, oh, another song I need, we need to talk about Seasons of Love. <gasps> How have we not covered that? Like 600 minutes. It's so good. And, um, yeah, that song has a new meaning to me now with, with the whole glee of it. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. just so devastating, but it's so true. Like 525,600 minutes. What's the rest? How do you, do you measure? measure a year in the life? Yeah. yeah. It's so true. Like, how do you measure like, a year in daylights, in sunsets, in, in, in midnights, in cups in of coffee. coffee? That's me. It's so in good. inches. Because so much can change in a year. So, so much can change in a year. Where were you a year from now? Or like, a year, yeah. A year from now. A year, a year ago. Jesus. I've been <laughs> out of college for a bit. A year ago. A where, year ago. Where were you a year ago? I was rehearsing. And getting ready to be in Into the Woods, my production. I was in a relationship. Yeah. Um, I was stressed, living on Wall Street. <laughs> okay. Having five roommates. That was booked and biz. I was booked and busy. I, I remember there was a point where I, I was barely talking to you guys. Yeah, it was so – there was an era where – an era – an era where we were – pretty silent yeah and it, and i feel like i thought it was because of the relationship but it mm. really wasn't just that it was a lot of factors it, i was in school from like 9 a.m to 10 p.m monday to saturday it was an insane schedule it was so bad i mean it was a great experience and i'm very grateful for it and yeah. i had so much fun but it was very very uh it was intense time consuming what about you where were you this time last year a year ago i was in normal illinois in my senior year of college and I just remember I was preparing for my decades party. I was having, I had a decades oh, yeah. theme party. I don't know why I thought you meant the Darren Chris decade. Oh, that's no, 2020. Like, no, I did a decade party because I did a Halloween party. Oh my God. I'm t- you're talking about it again. Honestly, and you didn't know I dressed up as Elwood. You honestly, like, that's your that's your moment. That's like your favorite memory. I mean, speak I just, on it. That's anyways, so. Yeah, I the success of the Halloween party did so well that I was like, well, obviously I'm gonna have another one. Yeah. So I had the decades party. I did a '70s look, um, and then there was tangent. I was at a grocery store, and yeah. I was like, I need decades food, and oh, I'm walking what? around, and I'm talking about my talking to my roommate, I'm like, what, what, what food is like '70s? And then this random, you know, civilians like spam is really in this <laughs> it was really popular in the 70s that, that makes sense and then so there was this cookie platter that was called decadence cookie platter and i marked out the decadence and i just was decade cookie platter That's cute. no i thought it was creative anyway so i was wanting to last year this time i was just very immersed in the college scene and also very a little bit stressed about the future because i was really thinking to myself like you know, graduation's gonna looming, you know, even though it was months away, it was coming up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how am I actually gonna make it to New York? I really did not know because, you know, then at this point, everybody in my life was just like, oh, Vanessa, you're making it to New York, NYC, Empire State of Mind. I was like, 
what happens if I actually don't make it happen? Yeah. Like people are just expecting that of me. And I expect that of myself because, you know, it's extremely expensive to live here. And of course I was saving up money and, you know, but again, like, am I going to get a job? Like I was just, it was a lot of question marks and, um, that whole year I, I felt like I did a good job of like thinking about the future, but also I was so self-aware and aware of that time in my life that I knew a year from now I would miss it in a sense. Yeah. So I was always extremely present and I, that's why I really made the most of, of my last year because I knew, you know, I already had a year taken away from COVID oh, yeah. and I just kind of wanted to really, you know, no day, but today Yep, live every day to the fullest. And I just kind of really had a positive outlook on that whole year. And I was very grateful for everyone and being able to see my friends every day was phenomenal. But I obviously, long story short, I made it to New York. I got a job offer the the week after I graduated and I'm, I just think it like was meant to be. And I, there's a lot of factors I think that went into it. I think my work ethic and just kind of like how much I vocalized it yeah, and putting how it out much in the universe. I put it out into the universe like to an annoying amount. Yeah. Like I constantly talked about it and I was always making, you know, I was, every time I threw a party and Parsate of mine was on the playlist, mm-hmm. like it was mm-hmm. no questions asked. But yeah, and now a year later, we're both kind of like in this hustle era. Yeah, I feel like we're in our city girl era and very friends, very sitcom. Yes. And sex like, in the city. I think we're working so hard that sometimes we have to remind ourselves like we are in the position where we're where we once dreamed of we once dreamed to be here. Yeah. I and we have to that. like take a second to like look back at the big picture and be like, Of course, you know, we made it, be grateful. I mean, at least with me, I have to tell myself that a lot because these days I've just become so pessimistic. Yeah. And I don't know why. Like I feel like I don't know if you could tell, but like my old self, like from TikTok and everything, I used to be like so yeah. like bubbly and like very um, optimistic mm-hmm. and hopeful and very positive. And now just these days, I'm just so pessimistic. So I'm trying my best to like get out of that mindset. Yeah. Like and try to look at the bright side, the bright side, uh, the glass has half full instead yeah. of half empty. I'm a very half full kind of gal. Um but yeah, I think like I always say this, like, you know, there was always a point in our life where we we're dreaming to be where we are now mm-hmm. and being able to be aware of that and, and just, and like I, and I always think about stuff like when I get upset or, you know, because I always say like, is that, you know, can you both be very proud of how, you, how far you've come and disappointed you haven't come further along? Yeah. But anyways, I do think it, you're never going to be fully satisfied in life. And I think just being able to embrace and be grateful for where you're at now and just live every day. Yeah. As Miley Cyrus says, it's the climb. Yes. You got to enjoy the climb because there's always going to be another mountain and you're always going to want to make a move. Yeah. Um, Always endless amount of obstacles. And I do think like, you know, when you're the more, this is a quote Naira Rivera said, she was like, the more imperfect your life is, the prouder you should be of it. And I think it's so true because the more you've overcome just shows how much of how strong you are and how resilient uh, you can be. And I think that really is uh, apparent with these characters and their resiliency and how much and how much they're able to overcome. Um, I think all the characters are very dynamic. Do you have any favorites? I mean, I love Maureen. Like, Mm -hmm. she's so much fun. Tango Maureen is a jam. Yes. And I just think she's like so bubbly so bright and she's just so herself and she just wants to be accepted for herself 
Love Mimi also. Mm-hmm. Love Joanne. What I some- love Collins. Mm. Oh my gosh, an angel. Of course. Yeah, I, I really like the whole cast. Um, there's just so many funny quotes from that that thing, that that thing, that show mm-hmm. that like stuck up me like, I'm not calling Mark. And there's just so many of like just there's just like one liners, I guess. Yeah. From the production that like stick out to me. The moon, the moon, the cow song. Oh, over the moon. Oh. When I was in college, we were having like callbacks week where they would like, we would do mock callbacks and they would have to give us an audition packet to like, or a callback packet that we would have to like learn. And they gave me, and like they were like roles that our teachers could actually see us playing. Yeah. And they gave me Maureen. Ooh. And I was so happy because I literally like knew all the material already. I didn't even have to actually study. I just had That's to rehearse phenomenal. a couple of it. Um, easy peasy yeah so it was a lot of fun I had to do over the moon and I had That's everybody laughing I met my outfit was like so Maureen she's a funny girl yeah it was a really good it's a really good show I think there's so many great like there's Bal- there's Santa Fe yes love I love I feel like that's such a go-to and like, I feel like every there's so many it's like a show for everybody it's not like I wouldn't say for kids no that's not what I mean like <laughs> that's not what I mean I mean like as an actor. Yes. Like anybody could audition for that show and get a part because there's different tropes, different mm-hmm. personalities, not just, it's like half and half male, half and half female. Yeah. You know, like there's, you know, it, it's a really great a widespread variety show. But yeah, I mean, overall, I love, I love Rent. Um, I think you could always learn something from it. And if you ever have a chance to see it, you can definitely walk out of that production feeling grateful yes grateful and just kind of like you know you'll feel moved by it it moved me yeah it moved me i cried for sure Mm -hmm. but yeah another another month another rent due Mm -hmm. so how are we gonna pay anyways all right that's that's all i have damn they went a whole year without paying rent last year's rent this year's rent they can't pay rent how the i don't know they got kicked out evicted (laughs) all right guys well Thank you so much for watching, or li- I'm sorry, listening. Yeah, listening. listening to our rent episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. This what do you so think of rent? Fun. We love rent. I hope you love rent, but I don't like paying rent. Nobody does. Nobody. Does. <laughs> All right, All right, guys. guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Maybe they eat our steak burritos now. Yum. Yum. All right. Okay. Toodles. That's a wrap.